if she finds a show that she's like, this show was everything, I'm just going to reach out and like, you know, do whatever. Like, we're both just like, oh yeah, that, like, that's fine. We don't have to both collaborate on every single oh, thing. Oh, so we're your everything. He, uh, <laughs> that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're so special. Hello and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Sam. I'm Danielle. And this is the podcast about finding weird media and sharing it with your friends. Now today we have a very special guest from the fabulous Color Pages Book Club. It's Marcy. (laughs) Yeah, Marcy. Oh my god. Hi. Thank you all so much for having me. Now, if for some reason our listeners aren't already listening to your wonderful podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Of course, of course. Okay, so as Sam mentioned, my name is Marcy. I am one half of the Color Pages Book Club, which is a bi-weekly podcast where my co-host Akko and I talk about fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. So essentially our show is we take a book over the course of a month and we just like talk about it and we sort of just use books as a conduit to talk about social issues, our personal lives, activism, liberation, and just kind of approach books from the from the perspective that like imagination is truly the key to everything. Like it's truly the greatest catharsis. And so, so yeah, so we just try to like string that theme throughout our episodes and and all of that. And yeah, we we just find it very important to, you know, really augment representation in, in literature, both in the stories that are told, but also in the people who write them. And so, yeah, so we're very, very intentional about that. So, yeah. That's great. And again, highly recommend it. Please go listen. I mean, after you listen to this first, obviously. <laughs> oh, <but>. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> now, now, your podcast sounds very intelligent. It does deep looks at work. And now you're slumming it with us on our goofy little <laughs> podcast. So... I really want to thank you for debasing yourself enough to come and join us on (laughs) our nonsense. (laughs) Thank you. I will say, I will say, so our show is like, yes, we can, you know, get, you know, into some theory and things like that. But we are also like, Aqua and I are very, very good friends. We are like very, we're very much silly. And so, yeah, so we definitely. podcast is a lot of fun. Yeah, (laughs) serious issues, but it is a lot of fun. We we don't deal with any serious issues. And whether we're fun or not is still up for debate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you can bring some of that je ne sais quoi to us. Okay, okay. Thank you. I mean, I, shoot, I'm having fun. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm good. very excited to hear what you have for us today. Yeah. So, today, so funny enough, I was like, oh, should I talk about like a movie? Like, oh, what should I talk? And I'm like, Marcy, sweetie, sweetness, like, y'all talk about books. So, let's, t- let's talk about a book. <laughs> so, but I found a really, really fun one. Cause, yeah. So, we talk about a lot of like queer literature on our podcast in particular. And so I picked a book called The Disasters by M.K. England, which is kind of like a space adventure among this like kind of ragtag group of teens it's like it's like super fast paced and like low-key a mess but like very very it's so fun it's like the <laughs> oh, most that's fun that's excited that's yes, what we should say so, it's a quote yeah so um y'all y'all read the summary i, I don't want to say too much because i have a lot of okay, feelings okay great well 
Marcy, Danielle, and I will split the summary. Danielle, why don't you take the first couple and I'll take the last couple here so we can really share this experience. Okay. So it says, Hotshot pilot Nax Hall has a history of making poor life choices, so it's not exactly a surprise when he's kicked out of the elite Ellis Station Academy in less than 24 hours. But Nax's one-way trip back to Earth is cut short when a terrorist group attacks the Academy. Nax and three other washouts escape, barely, but they're also the sole witnesses to the biggest crime in the history of space colonization and the perfect scapegoats. <laughs> oh boy. On the run, Nax and his fellow failures plan to pull off a dangerous heist to spread the truth. Because they may not be Academy material, and they may not even get along, but they're the only ones left to step up and fight. Full of high-stakes action, subversive humor, and underdogs becoming heroes, this YA sci-fi adventure is perfect for fans of Illuminae, Heart of Iron, or the cult classic TV show Firefly. And it's also a page-turning thrill ride that anyone, not even space nerds, can enjoy. Not, not just, just space, space nerds, nerds can enjoy. <laughs> very different, very different. Sorry about that. <laughs> this sounds amazing. I'm so excited. I would this totally read this like book. Police Academy. <laughs> yes. This sounds like Police Academy in space. Yes. <laughs> very much, very much giving you that. Oh, boy. Yes. So, M.K. England is an author and YA librarian who grew up on the space coast of Florida and now calls small-town rural Virginia home. When they're not writing or librarying, uh, M.K. can be found <laughs> drowning in fandom, rolling dice at the Dungeons & Dragons table, digging in the garden, or feeding their video game addiction. They love Star Wars with a desperate, heedless passion, and it's best that you never speak of Sherlock Holmes in their presence. You'll definitely regret it. And so, M.K. is the author of The Disasters, but also another book called Spellhacker, both from Harper Teen. And you can follow them at www.mkengland.com. So, yes. So, we've never actually read anything by M.K. England on our show so yeah so this is very much like super new territory for me but yeah love their writing style and like yeah y'all this book is it's 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 so fun okay well i'm excited so what is it about okay so let's i'm guys allowed to jump in okay yeah so before we go into like all the specific nitty-gritty of what happens i i feel like i should should you know build the world a little bit so essentially we're in Earth slash just like outer space for, for, well, actually, we're never on Earth in, in the book, but basically the year is 2194. And while Earth still exists, it's gone through like a bunch of like energy crises and, you know, um, climate change. And so <laughs> essentially, it's the future. Yeah, it's pretty much the future. So a hundred <laughs> years ago in like 2094, essentially humans decided to like colonize other planets. And they, I think at this point, they've like colonized like eight and essentially the idea was that you know they were like girl humans are dying like we need, we need to survive like earth is literally falling apart that's the human mo when things get rough just abandon ship and i'm like oh but can we also just address climate change and they're like we could just leave and go somewhere else and i'm like wow yikes but okay whatever um, apparently getting away from fossil fuels is harder than colonizing new worlds yeah so um okay that's fine so humans are just out here colonizing it's a mess so while people can still live on earth like it is desirable for a number of reasons to live on one of the colonies instead. But if you want to live on one of those colonies, there's an academy on the moon called the Ellis Station Academy where people can train to either be like pilots or like officers on these other colonies. So essentially like government officials or even civilians. So even if you just want to live on another colony, they're like, yeah, girl, you got to go to this academy first because you can't just be out here just going straight to, to colonies. Like, <laughs> it's like that's not how that works. I think most people, if they were thrown into the woods, 
we love today would not survive. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely not. So, so yes. And also, it, it bears mentioning. So, in the academy, if you fail, like if you fail to either become a pilot or an officer or even a civilian, I'm pretty sure you get sent back to Earth and you like can't ever come back ever. So, essentially, it's like <laughs> you get what do don't mess it up. Just just don't mess it up. No pressure. Yes. Okay. So now that all of that is out the way, our main character is a young boy by the name of Nasir. Well, young adolescent by the name of Nasir Alexander Hall. He goes by Nax, and he's a Pakistani American student who came to the academy to like study to be a pilot but um failed his entrance exam like immediately so like literally 24 hours after getting there he like failed and he was like oh girl i failed so i'm going back to earth and we were like oh yikes this is like chapter one girl like how do we, how do we get here <laughs> Book over i guess wow <laughs> book over <laughs> pretty much so it was like, so it was actually a short story but um so he's getting sent back to earth and essentially all the students who were sent back like have to go to the shuttle area and wait there and so along with him there are three other people who are also getting sent back there's a half russian half kazakh girl named zanaida or z who is like a prospective doctor a black british diplomatic sort of like diplomatic boy named ryan and then a latinx asian american genius girl named case so ryan Z and Case are the three other people who are like involved, essentially. I think this is basically the the Scooby-Doo crew. Essentially, essentially. And they're all pretty much from ages like, I would say like, Case is on the younger end. I think she's like 15. And everyone, I think the the oldest, I think is like 17. So they're all roughly in the same age bracket. What are their names again? I'm not going to remember this in like 10 seconds. Okay. But. <laughs> so, the main yeah, char- no. so, so the main character is Nax. So that's who is essentially telling the story. That's who like all of this is like told from the perspective of. So that's Nax. And then there's Z, who's like a doctor, essentially. Essentially, or at least a prospective doctor, like she was studying to become Got a doctor. It. Ryan, who's like more of a, like a diplomat policy person. And then Case, who's like an engineering genius girl. I'll definitely be sure to mention their names again and provide descriptions. Because, yeah, it's a lot of characters in this book. Danielle, there will be a quiz after this episode. Oh, so. God, no. Yes. So, so the four are like in the waiting room, just, you know, chilling. They're like, wow, like, girl, we're really going back to Earth. Like, this, this is wild. And then out of nowhere, like a rocket ship like lands on the moon. And like these people start like coming out and just like taking everyone out like they have like guns and they're like just shooting people and they're like oh my god and so essentially the moon is being overtaken by like god only knows who so the four of them they're like girl we met pirates pretty much so they're like um girl we met like four minutes ago but we gotta go like this is like a mess (laughs) and so while they're like i guess running for their lives and trying to figure out what to do there's like an alarm that comes on over the intercom that basically says that all of the air on the academy is gonna be sucked out in like two minutes and so they're like wait 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 so they're pulling a space balls on this What, what is that oh they're gonna steal the atmosphere Essentially. So, like, Dax and friends are like, so if we're on this planet, if we're on the moon in two minutes, we're going to die. Like, all of the all of the oxygen is just going to be, like, sucked out. And so they're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But conveniently, you know, the ship that was going to take them to Earth is still unoccupied. So Dax and them were like, look, Ooh. we we might just have to steal this and just figure it out, honestly. And then, like, it, which brings up the question, it's like, wait, what happens with everyone else? And it's like... We have two minutes. So basically, they just ran to the ship. And mind you, next, the same person who just failed his test 24, like literally within 24 hours that he was trying Uh-oh. to become a pilot and failed. That's the one who's about to be flying the ship. So well, that's a bad choice. Does anyone else have pilot skills in this group? No, like no one else really knows no, how to do one's anything. A doctor, so like, well, one's next? a diplomat. One's a something else. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, so they're yes. going to die in space. Got right, it. so Z's a doctor. She's like, I can't fly this. Like, what am I going to do? Um, so they're like, yeah, Nax. Uh, yes, because doctors can't drive cars. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess she just never learned to fly a spaceship. But um, 
They're like, look, we just got to like figure this out. So the four of them are managed to get on the ship. Nax takes off and they're like, wow, we're in space. We can just go back to Earth. Earth is right there. This is, look at God. This is perfect. And then, of course, the people who got on the planet who were like taking everyone out, they managed to get all the air out of like the academy. So like pretty much everyone dies who was still there, which is obviously really, really tragic. And then the people who I guess were in charge of that start coming after them. <laughs> wait, 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 like wait. A we glossed thing. over. <laughs> yeah, we glossed over. Uh, genocide essentially or some kind of mass murder pretty yeah, pretty quickly there definitely a mass murder okay the only reason I did that is because the book also Loki did that too <laughs> like they were like everyone died on the academy it was really sad and then they just moved forward I was like oh so I guess we're just, we're well, just moving on okay Okay, you gotta help me get some perspective here. How big is this academy? Is it like a hundred students, or is it like a big university with tens of thousands of students, or like what is the what is the scale of this tragedy? It was giving me like small liberal arts college in terms of population, <laughs> okay. so maybe like oh, okay. two thousand so. people, which is still a lot of people. I mean, one person is <laughs> no, too many people, but like, but it's not all right. So it's not like an entire like civilization or planet or colony got wiped out. It's just, no. I mean, it's still terrible, but at least the book is like well you know what's one less liberal arts college on the moon am i right and it's just like wow like uh, i mean we could <laughs> the school could also still be i mean like murder like do we have to do all that but okay <laughs> so everyone's like look okay, like cool that all just happened we don't really have time to process we need to escape because also the people who came on and did all of this like essentially are coming after them they're like shooting like bullets at like the ship and like nax is trying to just like make it through and it's a mess but he's an amazing pilot and makes it through no problem i assume despite his earlier failures he struggles deeply and is like you know what i actually can't go like if we try to go to earth we're gonna fall out of the sky um so so essentially we need to go towards where the colonies are now in this world there's a rule where essentially once you go towards the colonies so for example like if you go through the academy and pass and like are sent to one of the colonies you can never come back to earth ever ever is there a reason for that yeah why um i think the idea (laughs) is that like it's unclear i guess I guess if you're on another colony that has, like, a different atmosphere and, like, different, I guess, like, planetary properties, like, they're nervous about, like, I don't know, bringing some kind of, like, I don't know, illnesses to Earth or, like, just things that might interfere with, I guess, Earth's normal ecosystem. I think the idea is that, like, they don't want to mess up the ecosystems. So once you're on a colony, you have to stay there kind of thing. There's not, like, Uh, a decontamination. Yeah, like, decontamination chamber. Pretty much. Very much giving you quarantine. Like, very much giving you... (laughs) Clearly, they learn from the Rona. Um, saying there are, there are ways to deal with this you don't have to banish people to the outer reaches of space just because they leave we, I mean, we can bring astronauts back from space all right yeah and that, that's Fine, the part too it. that i was kind of like world building so like you can never come I back get, no, like, ever like, there's a lot that has to be done in, in service of the plot we get that but part of our charm is picking apart those those lovely inconsistencies yeah. <laughs> So, yes. Yeah. So basically, they're like, we have to head towards the colonies. There's no choice. And then Z and Ryan and Case are like, oh my God, but that means we can't ever go back to Earth. And they're like, look, I, I mean, it's either that or no longer being alive. So I think we just have to go towards wait, wait, the colonies. Wait, 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 wait. Weren't they all going to go to the colonies? Any, like, weren't there aspirations when they went to the moon academy to leave Earth and go to the colonies? So why are they all suddenly like, oh no, we'll never get to come back, which was the decision we made when we first went to the academy? So caveat is that so while you're at the academy you can still go back to earth 
So I guess okay. the moon is fine, but like everywhere else is like aggressively not fine. So like they could, you know, for example, mm. like winter breaks and stuff like that, go back to Earth and, you know, see their families and stuff. I guess they didn't think that they were going to not see anyone else from Earth like this soon. Like usually there's like a proper kind of like, OK, I can like kind of gradually say goodbye, but they just have to run into space. OK, so yes. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> so to clarify, okay. to clarify, they don't know yes. why they were attacked yet, correct? No, no. They okay. just know that people just like started coming and, you know, it, it was chaos and they just had to escape. So, yes. So they start going to the colonies and they go to one called Al Rila. And so, and that I think is the oldest one. So, yes, you know, they're going to Al Rila, you know, they're like, okay, we're going towards the colonies. Hopefully everything works out. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Of course. Is this in our solar system? Is it in another solar system? Is it like on Mars or is it like yeah, Alpha Centauri? Unclear. Um, okay. <laughs> I assumed it was giving you Milky Way. I wasn't. I wasn't exactly sure. Fair enough. Uh, just some space colony on an undetermined rock yes. somewhere in the universe. Somewhere in the universe. Um, somewhere in time space. So they're going to Alrila, and of course the so they call it the Tiger Squadron, the one that was like attacking them. Like they followed them to Alrila and basically shot them out of the sky. So they kind of crashed into the planet, and I was like, oh my god! But then like I guess everyone just put on their seatbelts, and like Nax didn't, but like was fine. <laughs> Like didn't even like literally got like a small boo boo on the forehead and was like, <gasps> and it's like next. Um, that could have been really bad. Like that was like a mess. <laughs> But basically, so they all get out of the rocket ship. And again, the cast of characters is Nax, Ryan, Z, and Case. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what are we going to do? Case, mind you. So Case is like a genius. Like she's like brilliant. And she's like, look, so... Okay, so we have somehow recorded footage of, I, I guess from the rocket ship or whatever, like they have footage of what happened, like they have receipts of what just took place at the academy. And so while usually the rule is that they can't go back to Earth, they're like, okay, maybe we can go to like an Earth embassy and figure something out. Because nearby there's a town called Salim, which is actually the first ever settlement from 100 years ago, like that first ever colony, and it has a mostly Muslim influence. And so they're like, let's just go to the Earth embassy, arrange for visas, see if we can like make our way back to Earth and just show them the footage and we should be good to go. And they're like, yeah, I mean, there's like no way that that yeah, can go wrong. that's going to work. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> so they're making their way into Salim. They're like walking to the embassy and there's like this random 10 year old boy that's like, oh my God, are y'all going to the embassy? Girl, I could totally escort y'all. And they're like, oh my God, how convenient. Oh so yeah, okay. That's going to go well. <laughs> they're all geniuses, right? <laughs> I mean, Case is a genius, but I don't know. There was a complete last of judgment here, I guess. Um, so basically they're all walking and mind you, the embassy is literally right next to the police station, which like optics, I'm like, girl, that's, that doesn't even look good, but okay, it's fine, I guess. And so they're walking, walking. And luckily, there's like a random, I, I think she's around their age, like a younger adolescent. Her name is Asra. She like rolls up to them. And they, like Nax is like, yeah, like this random girl in a hijab came up to me and was like, oh my God, Nax, like, it's so good to see you. Like, I just made our hotel reservations. Nax is like, um, who are you? And Asra's like, oh, like, Nax, girl, like, you know, it's me. You know, and like, she's like winking. And she's like, I I'm going to need you to read it between the lines here. Um, I need you to come with me. Nax, and Nax is not the fastest on the uptake. <laughs> Basically. And so Nax is like, oh, yeah. um, Yeah. And like, they like walk off with her. And mind you, they look at the 10 year old boy who is essentially calling police at this point, And they were like, OK, so we don't really know what exactly is going on, but we need to get okay, out of wait, here. Wait. I got to get some some orientation correctly. So the whole group is traveling with this 10 year old boy who's supposedly taking them to the embassy and actually looks like he is. Yes. But this other girl rolls up, already knows Nax's name. Yes. And he just leaves with her, leaving his friends behind with the 10-year-old boy who is now calling the police. So, 
all of that except all four of them end up going with this girl and they're like leaving this 10 year old boy behind because he's oh, like calling okay, her. I thought it was yes. just Nax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I was like, did they split the party? That's not no, a good no, no, idea. <laughs> so the party's still together. <laughs> he's like, peace out. <laughs> good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck on this planet you crashed on. I'm sure this little boy will be able to handle everything for you guys. Juice. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, so the boy calls police. And so they're like, look, we have no time to figure out what exactly is going on. What we do know is that we got to get out of here. So police are literally coming after them. Like they're like chasing them. And Oscar's like, look, I have a flat nearby. We can orient ourselves there. We can just, you know, do introductions there and just figure this out. And they're like, girl, we ain't got no other options. So that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> so, so why are they like running from the police? Do they not trust the police at this point? Do they have any reason not to trust the police? Okay, so when they first landed on Alrila, they were like, there was just like a general paranoia of like, we need to kind of like turn ourselves in or figure something out. Because essentially, like, they did steal a ship from the Academy. So they're, I guess they're kind of nervous, oh, oh, but like... There were extenuating <laughs> circumstances. There were... There were, but they were like, oh, we just feel like we should like report what just happened. And so I guess like they, it was, they were unclear how this information was being disseminated. Like, I don't know why exactly they felt this way, but there was just a general paranoia of like, well, you need to figure out what's going on. But like, if police are coming after us, like, that's just really messy. We just, yeah, I don't know. They were just like, if we're going to turn ourselves in, we need to like do it on our own terms. Like, we can't be like caught to make it look like we're like fugitives or something like that. So, sure. yes. so running makes them look less like fugitives. <laughs> I guess when you put it that way, then it's kind of like, yeah, it's a little little strange. Look, look, they're teenagers. I get it. Their brains don't work good. It's fine. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So basically, Oscar's like, I live in this flat with this woman named Nani, who was like literally about that life. Like, Nani is just everything. She like owns like a restaurant, but like low key kind of like helps to, I guess, support like underground social movements like on Aurela. Anyway, that's a whole like subplot. Anywho, so essentially they're like, <laughs> on, so they're like in the flat. And Oscar's like, look, y'all are wanted by like everybody, like the government, the police. Like, essentially, the reason why Asra knew them was that like she saw wanted posters of them and was like oh no I should so so question yes Nax is the nickname for Alexander something 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 right Nasir Alexander Hall is his full name Nasir Alexander Hall right yes did the wanted posters use his nickname I guess <laughs> wasn't really clear. I, mean, I assumed so since like she knew to call him that but um yeah <laughs> i'd be curious i'm not a police anything i don't like make wanted posters or, or do graphic design for wanted posters but i don't know if like they would put his legal name or his like oh his friends call him nax if you run up to him in the street dangerous criminal let's you know, call him nax you know actually i <laughs> Again, these are see these are the details that I literally didn't even think about. I was like, oh yeah, like she just like saw a wanted poster, like that's whatever. Our job here, that's, that's all that's Sam our does job. is think about annoying details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically the premise of this whole show. Oh my gosh, he's ruined so many movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. This is what we do. So I'm going to just assume that it set Nax on the poster and just, we'll just move forward with okay, that. Okay, let's go with it. I'm, I'm happy to go with that. You're overthinking that it, yes. yeah. So you're probably asking, okay, so if Asra saw a wanted poster of four random people that she did not know, why would she go up to them? So the answer to that question is that, so Asra, she's been trying to escape Aurela for a while, for reasons I'll go into it shortly. So essentially when she saw them, she was like, okay, these four people might help me to get off of this planet. So that was her rationale real quick. So Asra shows them like the press conference, essentially, that there's like a representative from the 
Ellis Station Academy. Her name is Headmaster M. Herrera. She basically is on there like, look, the Academy just got attacked and these four students, so like, you know, Nax, Ryan, Z, and Case, stole a ship and they committed assault and like, they just destroyed the Academy and they're like, wait, that's absolutely not what happened. And then like, so the Tiger Squadron, the one that was chasing after them and like shooting them out of the sky, the head of that is named Captain Thomas. And essentially he's like, yeah, like we're on the case, the Tiger Squadron, the government, like we need to find these four people because they just like committed treason essentially against the academy granted they did not say that the academy got destroyed and that like people died they just said that they like stole a ship so they're like clearly hiding that they killed everyone on the academy and it was also weird too because they were like yeah we're gonna try to find them but everything should be solved in like four days and everyone's like wait four days like why four days specifically they're like yeah you know we just have a feeling like four days should be enough time to figure this out which is weird but whatever (laughs) yeah why do people put a ticking clock on their own investigations yeah it's unclear why none of the reporters were like hey like why did you just specifically site four days and they're like what like so like they like do you have like precogs working for you what's going on (laughs) unclear so of note also there's a man named jace pearson who essentially was saying that also on ellis station academy like they had gotten like cyber hacked so in in addition to treason (laughs) and like stealing of a ship like i guess their servers got hacked and so they're like oh because of that no one can go to the academy and no one can go to earth for the next four days which again i don't know why well suspicious timeline that lines up right exactly so everyone's looking at this like clearly there's like an obsession here with four days like whatever happened like those people that came to the academy and just like took over clearly they're trying to complete a certain operation within four days time we we don't necessarily at this moment know what that is but they're like okay this is weird and also the fact that they're framing us is weird they're also not mentioning that everyone died on the academy so they're clearly there's a lot of shady things happening and we need to figure out what's going on Okay. Danielle, I think you'll find this prediction to be very accurate. Okay. This is an Ocean Eleven style misdirection where they are robbing the MGM Grand Casino on the moon mm-hmm. and they're using the Academy as cover. Okay. Danielle, Maybe. do you have any predictions? <laughs> Marcy's like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I, I will say nothing. But Danielle, do you have any predictions? I, uh, no, <laughs> I don't. They're, they're okay. obviously not Ocean's Eleven on the moon. <laughs> I'm always down for moon heists, though. <laughs> I know you are, but I have no idea where this is going. So I'm like, well, I guess it has to be a moon heist. That's all I can think of at this point. This is, this one's really gotten me for a loop, Marcy. You picked a good one. Yes. It, it, so that's the thing. I was reading this and I was like, there's like a lot of threads of this plot. I'm doing my best to try to, you know, make it as comprehensive as possible. But if you have any questions, please, please do let me know. Oh, we won't hesitate. Okay, great. So real quick, Jace Pearson, the one who just said, oh, we just got cyber hacked and blah, 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 blah. That is actually Asra's stepdad. And so Asra's like, oh, yeah, girl, that's my stepdad. And like, she hates him. Like, he's the reason why she wants to get off this planet. He's really, I guess, shady. He's like somewhere higher up in like government. And he like smuggles like drugs and just like does a lot of like just really shady things that like ruins families. And like, essentially, he's just like not a great guy. And Asra's like, I just want to be apart from him forever. And mind you, of course, when the four of them hear, oh, yeah, like that guy on TV that's like literally ratting us out, that's my stepdad. Like, they were like, oh, girl, we gotta go. So they're like running towards the door. <laughs> and Asra's like, wait, wait, please trust me like i know y'all technically don't have a reason to but trust me i'm trying to leave this planet just as much as you are so essentially an alliance between them is forged now quick break from the plot to go into more detail about the characters and the dynamics that have like kind of come into play at the moment so sure i could do that yes so nax is uh, again he's the main character and he's like very much like super self-critical and like kind of a mess and like he (laughs) like he has like just a lot of really negative self-talk like he's always just like oh i'm just such a mess i'm just gonna screw everything up like oh my god like when he like stole the ship he was like i'm just 
gonna crash and kill everyone like i'm just such a mess and i'm like next like self-esteem honey you can do it like we believe in you like you, you got this Aww. it's okay it's like, you tell him marcy be, i'm like it can be done next i believe in you um also it's been noted that like i guess his family dynamic is a little tricky. So he has an older brother named Malik, who we'll discover later in the story. Um, sorry if that's like a spoiler. But anyway, basically, like their relationship is like <laughs> oh, no. not great. So we'll go into the reasons into that later. So Z, like I mentioned, is like a prospective doctor. She's like very like free spirited, but also kind of like she's like very pragmatic, like very to the point. She's like very much like we need to do this, this and this. We ain't got time to really sit here or worry about this that, and the other. Like we just need to like move forward. <laughs> um, Case is like, you know, a genius, but also she's very, very anxious. She's very anxious about the fact that like they're on Aurela and like she still wants to go to the embassy despite the fact that like clearly they're wanted like she like doesn't feel comfortable yeah, no there's some the conspiracy run. against them right yeah definitely also like as we can probably tell is very level-headed super confident very determined and very much like I know exactly what I want and I know y'all are kind of the key to get me there and Ryan is like super confident sort of like the comedic relief like a very much smooth talker and also Nax's love interest well half of Nax's love interest because essentially at the moment there's like this developing love triangle between Nax, yes! Ryan, and Case. Yes. Love so, I love so it. Seeds, oh, no, darn it. <laughs> so seeds are being planted because Nax is looking at Ryan like, ooh, Ryan's like hella cute, but also looking at Case like, ooh, she's hella cute too. So there's like, there's some energy. There's some energy going on. So just wanted to put oh, that into space. I'm so here. Okay. In case you weren't aware, Danielle and I have very different perspectives on love triangles. Yeah, you seemed disturbed. D- Danielle, like uh, me, seemed delighted and excited to uh, see what was going to play out. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so outvoted here. It's not okay. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, side, so we have that. Sam. We have. Uh, no. <laughs> so we have that in the background to look forward to, which, of course, I'll go into more detail with later. So Great. anyway, zooming out. So they're all in the apartment. And essentially, Oscar's like, OK, so I hate my stepdad. Well, woo, 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 he's a living worse. Her plan is there's this ship called the Breakbolt Mark three that essentially could help them to get out of the planet. It's also Jace's ship. So essentially, she's like, I wanted to steal my dad's ship and go elsewhere. And we can figure out what exactly is going on with this whole heist and what's going on. Like, we need to just get off this planet so we can kind of, you know, regroup from there. I have some questions. Just I'm still a little confused on the space geography, okay. I should say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, like, okay. Look, I got like, because no, 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 no. ask your question. Ask your question. Colony, was it like in a single day? How does like space travel take time? Because they have this four day ticking clock, right? Yes. So like all the colonies within like a twelve minute drive of each other. I don't. Understand. <laughs> I don't so my understanding. So that's like, that's actually a really really good question. So my understanding is that from getting to the moon to Aurela, it was maybe like a few hours. Like none of the colonies okay. are particularly far from each other. It's not like you're taking like days on end to get from one colony to another. And for that reason, I would say that they're all, I would say between, yeah, like Earth and say like Jupiter's kind of far, maybe like Mars. Like I would, I would kind of just as, as far as like sure. maybe the amount of space, the time and space it would take to, to get to each place. Look at Marcy knowing how far out all the planets are. Cause I Thanks. certainly know. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, okay. Jupiter's hella far. Let's, uh, let's, re- let's reel that back. Uh, <laughs> Jupiter is pretty out there. Mars is like what? Six months away? Something like that? Yeah. <laughs> so yes. So Oscar's like, look, let's steal this ship and get off this planet. Ryan and Z are about it. They're like, look, we ain't got no other options. This is it. Case is like, girl, absolutely not. Like, I'm trying to work with the authorities. And to be fair, they do have video receipts and video evidence that, you know, they're innocent. Like, they didn't really do anything wrong. They just had to, like, kind of escape, like, a harrowing situation. Nax is kind of in the middle. He's like, ooh, I kind of want to leave. Mainly because I, like, I feel like it could be fun. But also, like, we should probably turn ourselves in. So he's kind of like, you know, like, going back and forth. What they should do 
is just give their video to like whatever the equivalent of the New York Times is or mm. whatever. And like, we're going to bust this conspiracy wide open. <laughs> Because clearly the government is not to be trusted. Right. You find out, you know, some news organizations could be like, oh, yeah, we'll air this exclusive footage of what really happened on the Moon Academy. You're assuming they have a free press. Maybe they don't have a free press. That's a good point. I feel like they do, but I don't think they had the connections. Like, I don't think they had, like, the like the in, maybe. The, okay. To, yeah, just show up, fair, knock on the door. <laughs> communication <laughs> show. Oh, yes, we're kids. <laughs> Videos the you. communication piece does actually come up later, but I guess right now they were like, we, we, we don't really have time to, like, negotiate meetings. We just need to get off this planet, I guess. Fair enough. Uh, you know, that's a fair point. They, they, they have a time limit. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Four days. Four days. <laughs> so right now it's pretty much Case versus everyone else. So tensions are kind of high because everyone's like, Case, look, we need you to, like, pick. And everyone's like, okay, look, let's just go to sleep. Let's take a beat and we'll just figure this out in the morning. Everyone can just sleep on the decision. We'll go from there. And of course, because of the disasters, nothing goes smoothly. So Case, in the middle of the night, decides to sneak out and go to the Earth Embassy and, you know, turn over the evidence. And of course, gets arrested immediately. So everyone sees this the next day, like on the news. And they're like, Case, girl, you had literally a job. One job. (laughs) What? (laughs) So they're like, okay, look, this is a mess. Just leave her. So, so funny enough, Ryan was like, girl, let's just leave her and leave. And then Nax was like, no, we have to go and get her. We can't just leave her on the planet. Like, they're definitely going to Why? kill her. Why not? I- they don't know each other. <laughs> They yeah, don't. Are they besties now? <laughs> but just just based off of the energy that that press conference was giving, they're like, if we leave Case on this planet, she is going to die. So we cannot, in good conscience, just yeah, leave her. Yeah, but like, if you all go to get her and you're all caught, you're all going to die. Fair. <laughs> But they were like, there's a slim chance we could save her. And then none of us die. So I guess they were like, let's just go with option C. <laughs> they are the worst so of the much options. more noble than I am. The most yeah. optimistic. <laughs> so long story short, so Nani, who is the person that owns the, I guess, the building that they all live in, like she has this like, so they have this technology where it can change your face. So it's like these little pods that you put in your face and it changes like the projection of what your face looks like. And they also have oh. these chemical guns that are more so like tranquilizers. So if you shoot someone with them and you touch their bare skin, it doesn't like harm them it just puts them to sleep and so nani's like look y'all are gonna need this if y'all are gonna try to sneak into anybody's embassy and sit in like you know get case and leave yeah you think <laughs> right so essentially at this point nax asra ryan and z make their way to the embassy to like rescue case and it was like kind of anticlimactic because like so i i actually loved this but basically <laughs> case was actually engineering her own escape like case was literally escaping the embassy herself so they like ran oh, into case. her in the hallway and they're like wait case what are you doing like we're here to save you she's like oh girl i was saving myself like I'm, i was actually fine and they're like oh my god what that's my new so- favorite thing <laughs> if they had left well enough alone it would have been fine yeah, they should have like, just waited <laughs> debatably case could have just would have probably just unceremoniously returned to the flat at any point like she literally was like i was actually fine like i was actually i was chilling and i was like i love this subversion awesome. like I, I was here for it anyway they're like okay well great the party's reunited we need to leave because oh look police oh my god us running yet again oh my god so like everyone's like <laughs> running trying to escape the police at one point ryan and nax split up because i guess they were like we can't be all five of us running through our relay like that looks a mess so essentially ryan and nax end up like so there was like this like pin of like goats that's like a whole separate thing but basically they there have like goats. a moment wait 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 whoa whoa <laughs> whoa you can't just put goats in front of us and be like, there are goats moving up. Space goats. We gotta know about the space goats. So there was, I guess, like a like a farm close by. Unclear why there were so many goats, but basically there was like a large pen that had like hella goats. Like, like a lot of goats. And so... Goats Na- for days. So Nax and Ryan were like, yo, we need to be knee deep in goats and escape amongst them. And so... Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
So essentially, that's goat is not what I expected from my YA space fiction. Pretty much. I don't like. Again, it was very much very very convenient. I was like, oh wait, these goats are in the middle of the city. I'm confused, but it's okay. It's fine. I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just get lost in the fantasy. Anywho, oh my so gosh. the purpose of the scene was to establish there was like a moment between like Ryan and Nax where they get to kind of get to know each other more, and we learn more about Ryan, and we learn that he so he grew up I guess in the UK, and he like went to boarding school, and his dad is like a really influential like political figure and it like i guess his dad wants him to follow down that same path but ryan's very much like i want to carve my own path i want to do something totally different like i like he has a really contentious relationship with his dad he's like he does not mess with him like at all also there's definitely some tension between the two and it's also like confirmed that like those seeds are planted i'm like okay this there's this whole like love subplot but also y'all need to escape because um y'all are like literally (laughs) fugitives like y'all are i was like i'm I'm here for the i'm like i'm here for the romance but also like time and place like y'all need to escape anyway (laughs) no no look they're safe in the goats and as we all know herds of goats are the most romantic place to meet somebody (laughs) pretty much um or at the very least is a story so yes So essentially, they're able to make their way back to to the flat. And luckily, everyone else is there. So Asra, Z, and Case were able to make their way back. So granted, I mean, needless to say, everyone is like pissed at Case. They're like, are you serious? Like, why would you? What what were you thinking? And she was like, you know, I went to the embassy. And I guess she had a family friend who worked at the embassy. And she was like, I gave them the like, you know, the footage. And then the like director of the embassy came in and like tried to steal the footage. And he ended up taking it. And then I got arrested. But then I escaped. Oh, my God. Like, what's going to happen? And they were like, so you did all that just to have our one video footage be taken? And she was like, I mean, I guess you could say that. And I'm like... Wait, wait, they didn't have backup copies? No, she took the one copy to uh, the embassy. Fools. And then you the director took backups. it. Yeah, that would be like number one thing you do. Yeah, right. no kidding. But I will say, so it was not all for naught, and this is why. So while Case was there, uh, mind you, engineering her literal own escape, she was able to sneak into one of the offices and steal. So they have these, th- so they have like tablets on the planet. Like it's like, I-, I guess in the same way that we have tablets, like, you know, here now. <laughs> um, and so she stole one of the tablets from the embassy because she was like, I feel like this might give us some more information about, you know, this whole heist and what exactly is going on. So both Osra and Case are very technologically savvy. Like they know a lot about technology. So Osra is able to get into the tablet and they basically discover this message from this group called Earth First that I I forgot the exact language, but basically what it said was something to the effect of for all people who are like members of Earth First, you have up until this day to collect any family members that you want spared and to arrange their travel to Ellis Station Academy on the moon. And everyone's like, what? And Ryan, who conveniently enough in this very convenient exposition dump, explains that essentially so 100 years ago when they started colonizing other planets, like Earth First was a group that was like, you know, we actually shouldn't colonize other planets. We should actually just take care of our own ecosystem and we should actually like reverse the damage that we've done i'm on their side a little bit there (laughs) not for the mass murder yeah like we shouldn't be colonizing other places um we need to like preserve our planet and like just like move with that and so needless to say they were pissed when like you know colonies started just sprouting out out of nowhere and it was like this whole thing and so essentially what what we learned from this mess is more or less that earth first is more or less planning to if not destroy cause great harm to the colonies and that essentially anyone who was part of that group and their families has like a brief window to get to Ellis Station Academy before whatever happens happens. Alright, I think we need to unpack this for a second because this seems like a huge development. Yes. I mean, first, not to belabor the point, but Case is a computer genius who didn't know how to copy their security footage. (laughs) Got it. I guess you could could put it that way. (laughs) But I just had, I'm sorry, I'll move on. But just had to put it out there. Second, Earth first, I'm kind of feeling them. 
because I like, same actually. Yeah, I don't support the mass murder and extermination of the colonies. I mean, that's not cool. But the original content of hey, you know, maybe take care of our own planet too is kind of you know not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think that it it brings up an interesting question because clearly that's not what the zeitgeist is saying like a group like earth first is extremely unpopular and so even you know among the friend group everyone's like oh my god i can't believe like what like earth first gross and i'm like to be fair <laughs> they actually bring <laughs> up some really good points as far as like if y'all did the same thing to this planet what's going to stop you from doing it to any other like are we just going to like just keep colonizing yeah, yeah. we just destroy yeah. everything you know like that doesn't like why is colonizing the go-to response there are efforts and like maneuvers that can be taken to you know reverse what we've done like why we shouldn't just be giving up and just causing the same harm to other places and also potentially disrupting other, you know, forms of life and things like that. So it's so Earth First is actually not wildin' really. Like they're act, they actually have some points, but um, I guess that the, the book, to be fair, doesn't really go into that. But I was kind of reading it and I was like, I'm low key with Earth First. Like I agree with their philosophy, if not their methods. Yeah, yeah definitely not, not their methods. I'm like, I'm like doomsday. Like that seems like a yeah. lot. Like that's like a lot. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a bold stance here that I'm against mass murdering. <laughs> I think yeah, like hot it's take, a hot take, unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Brace yourselves for for the hate mail. Oh my god, <laughs> mass murder. Not a fan. I I have to put myself out there. If you can tweet at Danielle here <laughs> or Marcy leave me out of it you can just you can, if angry at them you can, you can bother them but I'm gonna put the hot take out there if you're pro right. mass murder feel free to tweet at us <laughs> yeah oh, actually if you're pro mass murder feel free to never tweet at us <laughs> you could yeah like that's a conversation I'm like you know we our time could be spent better doing other things and having other discussions <laughs> So essentially, this is the plot that unfolds. And then, of course, you know, uh, the moment all of this is uncovered, the police show up. And so then they have to escape. They, like, go under the building, they do all this other stuff. Anyway, it's like this whole action sequence. Long story short, so Oscar has a friend who lives near Jace Pearson, who, mind you, has the rocket ship that they need to escape the planet. And so essentially, Ryan, Osra, and Case are trying to figure out, like, okay, like, how, how exactly we're going to go about stealing this rocket ship? Because Jace Pearson is, like, a government official. He has mad security. How are we going to do this? And I guess, meanwhile, Z and Nax have, like, character development time. Like they decide to just go for a run, Ooh. and like they're just like chatting, <laughs> um, like <Wait>. nonchalantly. <laughs> like, doing jog through the planet while they're watching fugitives. So they jog. To be fair, they jog throughout like the apartment building. Like they just run up and down the stairs, I guess, because they're both runners. So Z actually plays soccer, and so did Nax, and they get some chance to like chat more with one another. So here's what we learn about Z's character. So Z is actually from Kazakhstan, and she's half Russian, half Kazakh, and as far as her ethnicity. And while she really likes, like she really loves her country, like. She struggles with the fact that as like a transgender woman, like the government, I guess, doesn't allow people to change any sort of like assigned sex at birth markers on their IDs until they're 21. Mind you, when they went to the academy, everyone was like, I think, 17. So it's one of those things where it's like symbolically, just like as far as that message, it's like, okay, so I'm from a country that does not validate my actual identity, my own gender. But also, it, it causes a lot of problems, case in point. When she got to the academy, while the academy is like, oh, we don't discriminate against transgender students, like, I guess Z's paperwork didn't match, like, her identity documents from Kazakhstan, and then, like, the documents that she submitted to the academy, the gender markers were different. And so, because of that inconsistency, that's why she was kicked out. And Nax was like, <laughs> yeah, and Nax was like, wait, that's, that's like a weird clerical error. That should be easy to fix. Nax was like, wait, that's horrible. Like, that's literally illegal. And they're like, well, technically, it was wasn't because I was transgender. It was because my documents didn't match. And I'm like, well, the only reason you were even in this situation is because you're transgender. You know, like, I'm like, that doesn't, yeah, like, they're like literally doing this because they're trans. <laughs> 
Right. No, I'm seriously. like, that's a mess. And I was like, wait, wait, we're really dealing with this in 2094? Like, I'm not surprised, but oh God. I'm like, yikes. Um, yeah, well, Aww. things look bleak right now. <laughs> so it was just unfortunate. But, um, but you know, they bond more about like soccer and like they just have like a really cute like heart to heart. Also, Z definitely peeps that like there's like sexual tension between Nax, Case and Riot. Um, case in point, like before they left to go on their run, like Nax was like stretching and he like just very extra, so extra, like lifted his shirt <laughs> to like do a thing. And like both like Ryan and Case were like lifting their jaws like from the floor. And Z was like, y'all are doing a lot. We, we need to escape. Like, we, is now the time for thirst? Like I'm here for the sexual Freaking expression. Teenagers, but man. We, but like time. I love play. it. He's like we, like we're literally escaping. So we learn more about Z's character, and I'm like, okay, that is that's nice. Albeit very unfortunate, you know the circumstances. Essentially, before they go to steal the ship, they decide that okay, there's a colony that's like unofficial, like it's not recognized, but like I guess the state but like it's it, it exists and it's called serenity and they're like okay we can take the rocket ship go to this planet called serenity regroup and then figure out essentially what's going on with earth first so the message mentioned like some sort of device they're like okay we can maybe find one of these devices and shut them off or do something i don't know we I don't know. We just got to do something. <laughs> so, <laughs> also, so wait, there are these devices that are supposed to be like the mass murdering devices that they now know about that they want to shut off? Okay. Yeah. So they were like vaguely <laughs> hinted at in the message and they're like, we need to find one of these devices. Granted, they have no idea how they're going to do this, but like, we just get, need to get off this planet and figure out something. We'll just go to Serenity and Girl. We'll just figure it out. Girl, I don't know. But, like, these they're guys. Just, like, they're just like, whatever. These people... Are these people are all over the place? Like, I appreciate that they've been thrust into some very unusual circumstances, but they have no plan, and they just sort of going from like crisis to crisis. Oh no, that that's literally the book. Like, there is just like chase scenes and chaos and running awesome. and like narrowly escaping death. Like, it is. Li- it's truly. I mean, it speaks to the day. It's actually a disaster. <laughs> like, it is a mess. <laughs> that's great. Um, yes. I love it. Also, we find out that Case's family friend that she went to in the embassy was like found dead but like clearly murdered so that's like this whole thing they're like so the stakes are high anywho so yes yeah i mean the mass murder before was pretty bad so yeah so basically like we need to go to chase's compound and figure out this rocket ship so mind you they're able to pretty much do all of that successfully they like sneak into his compound they're able to get on the ship they're able to like you know engineer their whole escape or whatever mind you in that process ryan gets shot like in the shoulder but they're like is there like some nurse scene here going on so z luckily is a prospective doctor and so like she has like the medical expertise to like i guess figure this out granted she doesn't have like a medical like she's not like a medical doctor like she doesn't have like an actual license but like a she's degree. like she's like i know what to do in this situation that's fine but long story short they're able to get on the ship was there like a shootout at the compound yeah like right, so it was like weird basically <laughs> so, so like z was trying to it, okay so i think their plan was to like take some weapons and like like do uh, distract the guards or whatever but then like they ended up getting separated and so like ryan and nax were like taking on these like guards on the ceiling and like i guess in that process wait, ryan got wait, shot what <laughs> were, wait, were the guards on the ceiling or were they on the ceiling so okay so the rocket ship i guess was on the ceiling <laughs> okay that's actually that actually is important to clarify so i'm pretty sure the rocket was on the rooftop of this compound very much giving uh-huh. you like final fantasy final boss so they're yes. not like hanging from the sea like spider-man it's ba- yeah it's basically just like on top of this house i, I don't know it's just okay, like a giant flex i guess um, like wait a and second so they're trying to get to the <laughs> I assume the guards were like walking on the ceilings with like anti gravity. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> so they're essentially they were just guarding the rocket ship but basically you know they used the chemical guns to put them to sleep but in that process ryan got shot and everyone was like oh my god ryan you know what their mistake was they should have brought goats for the distraction <laughs> i mean maybe but then the ghost could have gotten shot and that would have been sad it's just you know Aww. Aww. That's true. yeah we don't want to hurt goats yeah no <laughs> So they're able to get on the ship and, you know, Tiger Squadron and all of them chase after them. But I guess Nax, like he like did this like slingshot motion around this like nearby moon. It was like a lot. But basically, he was able to escape. <laughs> There's, There's so what much is this, this book? book that happens. <laughs> There's like a lot. Uh, all right. Okay. So he does. He's the failed pilot. Okay. He slingshots around the moon as like a gravity assist. I get that. Basically. But like, I thought he's like whole shtick was i'm a pilot but i don't believe i'm a pilot so this is like was this his big moment of growth essentially so the thing is like he's not actually a bad pilot he's actually very talented but like he kind of failed out of the academy on like a technicality and so the thing so the issue with nax is that he's very talented he's very skilled but he sometimes just like he likes to show off he likes to be like flashy he likes to be like kind of like i don't know very showy in his um lift his his shirt up i get it yeah like (laughs) like, he's very much giving you that um and so sometimes he just does things that are kind of reckless and so like that in in this instance it worked because they were like wow that was reckless but it really worked out but in another instance he could have easily just crashed into the moon so you know it just is really a 50 50 (laughs) shot with this one um you know what but they're being traced by murderers and yeah make some some choices yeah make some risks yeah those are good odds those are better than vegas odds 50 50 i mean the stakes were such that it was like literally any risk because honestly i mean if they had just kept going like they would have gotten shot out of the sky and you know just that would have just been, no, been absolutely that. so they're in deep space and once the situation calms you know z and nax are like okay ryan just got shot we need to take care of him make sure he's okay so i guess while z was getting like the medical supplies ryan and nax have this like moment of like extreme sexual tension and again i was like <laughs> i'm here for it but like he's time. literally he's like he's like he, i'm like he needs medical care like we like making out as we can do this later you can do the whole like florence nightingale routine later right. <laughs> so basically z is taking care of ryan and to be fair ryan is actually okay luckily the bullet didn't hit any like bones or like major arteries or anything like that it was more like a ricochet of anything so it was just like it hit like his arm might hurt for a while but he's gonna be okay he's gonna fully recover so that's good what's not good is that so remember serenity that planet that they were gonna go to to like oh, yeah, figure things out thing. so <laughs> i guess they called the planet i don't know who they called but i guess they called somebody on serenity <laughs> what? and it was like random person on the planet <laughs> So like, they, hey, they, serenity what's up they, like they were like hey serenity like what's up it's serenity like so they were like hey um can we like land here or whatever? And Serenity was like, oh, oh, sis, absolutely not. Under no circumstances well, can you land You're on being, our planet. No, why would they ever think that would go differently? Because I guess they were like, oh, yeah, we are, I guess, wanted by like the state. Um, and we also and stole. Being chased by murderers. Yeah, we no, stole no Jace like, Pearson's yeah, rocket ship. And it also still, it basically says Jace Pearson's rocket ship on the rocket ship. Like, there's like, it's clearly stolen. Serenity is like, we don't really want this smoke. Y'all are just going to have to figure this out. We don't really have time for this. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, <laughs> Like, so this is the government you're talking to. So essentially, all five of them are like, okay, we need to have a meeting and figure this out. So they have a meeting in like five minutes in like the mess hall. Meanwhile, before that meeting, because of course, you know, oh no. always, always time for for tea. Case and Nax have a moment where they have like a heart to heart, and we learn a bit more about Case's past. So essentially, what we learn about her is that like, yes, she's like this like super gifted like engineering, I guess, prodigy, like has been studying this like forever. And the thing is, so she, I guess, has anxiety, and she like you know throughout her life has just gone these really bad panic attacks and i guess the academy found out about that so that's why she got kicked out because they were like oh like you don't like 
we can't like your mental state is like I guess not conducive for the type of career that you want to have. So they kick her out. This academy is insane. So they're hella discriminatory. They're discriminating along the lines of mental health, gender identity, like all these different things of like. How do they ever find anyone qualified to go to the colonies if like oh looks like you have a hangnail you're out like it's just I I'm like y'all need to figure out your like inclusion efforts because this is not it like y'all are kicking people out for literally no reason like this is a mess so she literally got kicked out because she has anxiety this is what happens when you skip your mandatory sensitivity training it's just it's a mess but yes so. They have this whole heart to heart. Then they start like making out. Like Case just goes in for the kiss. <laughs> so like making like, two out. minutes before your meeting. <laughs> so they're literally like their their meeting was like five minutes ago. They're like just making out or whatever. And then Nax has a moment where like he's like really into it, but he's like, oh my god, like Ryan, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Like, ah. <laughs> basically, Case is like, okay, well, you let me know. I'm always here for more kisses. So. You just let me know. And I'm like, honestly, that's fair. So she just like walks out the room and Nax is like, wow, like Ryan, Case, what am I going to do? And I'm like, Nax, you have, sweetie, you have a meeting. Like, like you have a meeting? Like, go to your meeting. Like, like, what? Get your life together first and then worry about your romance. Oh my gosh. That's not how books work, Sam. One of them's probably going to be killed before this is over. I will say nothing. So anyway, <laughs> so so at the meeting, which weirdly enough, Ryan's also at the So the same Ryan that got shot, like, is at the meeting. And I'm like, honey, don't you need to rest? Like, what is happening? But um, anyway, he's okay, whatever, whatever. But the bad news is that not only can they not land on the Serenity, but they're also low on medical supplies, food, ammunition, and fuel. So they basically have nothing. <laughs> like, like nothing. Good plan. Yeah, Good they, plan. They planned this well. <laughs> right. So they're like, yeah, so we're kind of screwed. Also, at this point, they have like a day and a half. There's like no time before this operation's well, over. a day and a half is enough for like 50 makeup sessions. Right. They're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> um. So at this point, they're like, if, it would be great if we could like, I don't know, connect to some kind of mass communication transmitter and like tell people what's going on. But like, that's not an option. Essentially, they're trying to figure out what are we going to do? Because we have no fuel. And honestly, Honestly, they only have enough fuel to really get onto like maybe one of the nearby colonies and that's it. Like they have to basically pick a colony and then just regroup from there. Mind you, Sonax has a brother named Malik and he is a security specialist for like the spaceport authority on like a nearby colony called Valen and it's one of those major eight colonies. And so in theory, that's actually great because since he works security at the ports, technically they would have records of anything that had come into the ports. And so mind you, the Earth First, they had those devices that were sent out to the colonies that would have likely been recorded in some way, probably clandestinely, but still recorded in some fashion. Z knows this because they ran together, you know, when they like had that heart to heart in the apartment or whatever so z's like you know what we should do we should just like go to valen and just connect with malik and just figure out if he can get us connected to to the devices so okay yes again their plan now their, their revised plan after serenity said no you can't hide serenity here. said absolutely not <laughs> no yeah they said port is closed you're on your own is to go to this other larger more bureaucratic colony find the brother malik who will secretly let them down there i guess and give them the manifest from the spaceport where they can find the device now, yes Exactly, okay. actually. Yeah, that's exactly. Great. <laughs> yes. So, good plan. Love it. On board. Yes. But my question is, how do they know finest device will help? Like, if all the colonies have these devices, like, maybe they can stop one device, but that means all the other colonies are going to be killed by these devices. Like, it's a bomb, right? You can find, like, one bomb. Like, oh, we found the bomb in Tokyo, which means we've saved London from its own bomb. No, it doesn't work, right? Maybe right. they're all connected. 
Yeah, so that's okay. A, yeah, so that, that's exactly that, Danielle. So they know that whatever is being sent is they're all connected by some sort of network. So they figure if they can find at least one of the devices, they can at least figure out what they're dealing with, and then from there, all right, make a more informed. Plan. I'm very disappointed in Earth First for designing a system <laughs> with a single point of failure because that's just bad node design. Like no one designs a network with a single Pretty, point of failure. That was, I mean, you Earth- guys, I expect better from you. <laughs> so Earth First is clearly so you know. They got caught slipping, I guess. And so, so mind you, this in theory is a perfect plan. The the only thing is that perfect plan. Max and Malik have not the best relationship. They haven't spoken in like two years, and there's like a lot of just beef between them. We kind of see this in like some different flashbacks, like just throughout the book, and like. And like again, so Nax is very he's very self critical. He's always like, I'm such a mess, like, oh my god. And like Malik is like <laughs> super straight laced. Like he's like he's like brilliant, so smart, like has always been like perfect. Very much giving you like I don't know, like she's cheer captain and like I'm on the bleachers type of energy. Like just very like <laughs> He, he just feels like he never measures up to, to Malik. And so it's Danielle and myself. I won't tell you which one is which. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I will say nothing. Um, so, yes. So, basically, Malik has that kind of energy. And so, like, Nax is like, yeah, y'all, you know, that's a great plan. But, like, I don't want to talk to Malik. Like, we have, like, beef. And Z is oh like, oh my gosh, sweetness, it, honey, honey, we do not have time. We have no, t- no time, none. We actually, I'm gonna need you to get over it. She's like, girl, I need you to get over that because we have no options. And Max is like, okay, that's, that's fair. So yes, also during this meeting, they decide to name the, the ship, the Swift Kick. That's like their thing. They're like, we're the Swift Kick. And I'm like, woo. Anywho, so like, <laughs> there's like a moment. Um, so anyway, so they're heading to Valen and they're like, okay, I guess we'll just call Malik once we get there. Granted, I don't know how they knew Malik's number. Um, I don't know if there's like a like your number from Earth transfers to the numbers on the colonies. It's like a little unclear. And but basically, it, no reason to give any like forewarning that they're coming because you know how could that possibly help? Right. So they're like, we're just gonna show up to Valen and just like literally like just literally pull up and just hope that Malik is there and we can just figure <laughs> something out. Wow. He's on vacation. He's off planet. <laughs> like honestly, that that is actually a good point. If he was somewhere else, like they actually would have been completely screwed. Like there would just been no, <laughs> really no options. I don't want to be mean here, but I feel like if they hadn't had been kicked out of the academy for BS reasons, they might not have made it very far anyway, given their lack of a, a forethought or logical, critical thinking skills here. To be fair, they are under an <laughs> immense amount of stress. They are okay. they haven't slept in like days. Like I think at this point they're like, girl, we're just trying to like just hop from one thing. <laughs> they're just trying to like just keep up, I guess. Um, all right, all right, I'll, I'll cut them some slack. But yes, so that's their plan. And so on their way to Valen, there's this like shower scene where like it's like Max was in the shower and then like as he was leaving what? like ryan came in and then case came in and there was like this whole exchange of looks and there was like all this energy exchange and i was like oh my god like we need to get to this planet and figure out what's happening no or or we could just spend more time in the shower that's fine too honestly i mean Danielle, it could have really it really could have entered the space of like you know what it's all gonna end anyway we might as well enjoy ourselves while we're here um always time for shenanigans <laughs> terribly so they get to Valen, and Valen is basically just like Earth, but like everything's blue. Like literally everything's blue. And they're like, oh, fun. Is that that book I read as a kid, like where this alien came from the planet where everything's blue and tastes like a sunflower back to it? And it's like the one thing that's colored. You didn't read that book what? as a kid? No. no. Nobody I, read that mind. book as a kid, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is not relevant. We can move on. 
Okay, well, yeah, I guess, I guess kind of giving you that energy. Um, anywho, so, so they get to Valen, and Nax gives Malik a call, and he's, like, super nervous. And he's like, I haven't talked to Malik in two years. I don't know what we're going to do. So he explains the situation to Malik, and Malik, mind you, despite being very straight-laced, he's like, look, I'm going to send you some coordinates. It essentially is the coordinates to some, like, underground operation that you can use to, like, at the very least disguise your ship while we're figuring things out. Just go here, and I'll meet up with y'all later. And Nax is, like, gagged. He's like, wait, did Malik just help us, like, escape the government? Like, that's like that's actually wild. <laughs> so they land. So Nax is really anxious about having to deal with Malik and blah, blah, blah. They make it to that to that location. There's essentially like this, Um, I guess it's like, a, how do I even describe it? It's kind of like a, think of like maybe like a car dealership maybe, but like for like rocket ships. Like they like redesign rocket ships and like do this whole thing. And there's like a woman there named Bryn who like is like the main person. And essentially from what I gathered, it's essentially this port where I guess folks who are like escaping other colonies or folks who might be refugees, whatever, who like are entering Valen like she kind of helps them to like matriculate in and sort of like I guess make their way into it or whatever and so they meet up with Bryn and they discuss this whole paint shop thing whatever whatever it's like super expensive but like Osra stole like a hundred thousand dollars from Jace Pearson before she left she was like oh wait girl I actually have the coins for that and I was like wait what <laughs> like, wait. where did this come from <laughs> so yeah so they're able to like get this whole paint shop situation granted they don't really have time so they're like look we just like paint the ship try to fix the fuel situation and just everything's like destroyed just you know try to fix up as much as best you can and we'll just we'll just, we'll just figure it out so at this point malik shows up and he's like hey we should just like go to my apartment and kind of like i guess figure out what we're gonna do like what exactly is our strategy mind you before this happened jace pearson called osra and again jace is like osra's stepdad and he was like hey you should just rat out everyone that you're with if you just rat them out you'll you'll be spared it'll be fine and she was like i'm never going to do that like you got me messed up i mentioned this for a reason that we'll, we'll go into very shortly anywho so they get to the apartment and we essentially find out all of the beef between nax and malik and okay i'm gonna be honest nax really blew it out of proportion it really was not that serious oh no <laughs> basically really? what happened <laughs> so <laughs> he was like i don't want to talk to my brother to save my life but i'm not being overly dramatic or anything so before malik left for the colonies before nax ever did any of this before while they were still on earth i guess nax was doing some kind of like piloty like rocket ship pilot course thing and he, he essentially got the equivalent of like a permit but like for rocket ships and like one day i guess he was like on a ride with malik and like again nax just likes to be like very flashy so he tried to do this like really complicated maneuver but he ended up like crashing and they both had to be like hospitalized for like mad long like i think nax was in the hospital for like well nax wasn't in, in there for that long i think he was in there for like three days malik was in there for like several weeks and so he felt like super guilty about it and like i mean malik almost died but he was okay he was like he was like fine i guess eventually but then like it was like super stressful also like their mom is like a cop and like she tried to like cover up the whole situation but like everyone found out about it and it was like a whole okay. mess <laughs> and basically nax was like i just embarrassed everyone like i just can't believe this and so while he was like i guess after all this this whole situation like they they didn't allow him to take his like rocket ship classes so he would like sneak into the school and like do these like little simulators or whatever but then he got caught <laughs> it was like just very weird i was like wait what so that happens and um basically he goes on to explain to malik he was like yeah the reason why i failed my pilot test when I got to the academy was that essentially I guess he was like trying to compete with like this girl who was like getting more points than him during his exam and he like crashed <laughs> and so he failed and I guess if you crash you automatically fail and you have to get sent back so, so like, yeah one crash and you're out basically the academy as we have noted is not compassionate or benevolent in the least they don't they don't care so well, it's during the test like, right if you crashed later would they still kick you out 
Like if Unclear. you crash during your driver's test, you don't get your driver's license. That's yeah, that's a good. Like, that is actually that's a great point. That is a great point. All the time and still can drive. <laughs> so, but not when you're testing. That's a, yeah. So it's, okay. it, exactly. So that entrance exam, like if you crash during that, you fail and you're just sent back. You can never try it again ever. And it's like, oh my god, the stakes are high. So yeah, so he failed. And so mind you, like they're having this whole conversation in front of everybody else, and Max is like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Like I can't believe Malik would say this in front of all my friends. Like oh my god, my friends. Like I'm so embarrassed. Like. Mm. And I'm like, Nax, wow. relax. How is like, anyone attracted to Nax? <laughs> I'm like, Nax is literally not that deep. Like, relax, girl. Oh, my God. So anyway, so that's essentially their whole beef. We also find out that Bryn and Malik, so Bryn was the one who, like, fixed their ship or whatever. They're dating. And Nax is like, oh, my God, that's wild. Because, like, Malik is, like, super by the book. And Bryn's, like, edgy and, like, cool. Like, how did this happen? And it's just like, <laughs> you know, people change through time, Nax. That's that's a thing that they're allowed to do. Okay. Yes. So at this point, Malik, clearly about it. He's, like, clearly going to help them out. Whatever. Now, when Jace Pearson called Asra earlier and was like, hey, you need to rat out your friends, he sent her these contacts of some people that she could tattle to like about this whole situation, which was convenient because some of them actually worked at the same place that Malik worked. So they're like, okay, cool. So we can just go to where, like, go to Malik's workplace, go to their offices and just see if we can figure out maybe the, like, maybe the device is there. Like, we'll just see what we can find. And so they decide to split up because they're like, we can't go in six deep. Like, that's like a lot. So <laughs> essentially, it's Malik, Nax, Case, and Osra decide to go to Malik's workplace. And then Ryan and Z stay behind with Bryn. And they just kind of like set up things for like, you know, when I guess they find out whatever they need to find out, they can like all get on the ship and just sort of like have this unceremonious leave. It will be fine. So four people is fine, but six people is way too many. Yeah, they're like, yeah, those <laughs> two extra people taping over the edge. <laughs> right. So they get to the spaceport and they get to work. They go around to different offices and like you know kind of figure out everything they're essentially able to find the office that they need to go to that has more information so they get to this room and they figure out that the device that they're looking for is in another hallway on the same floor okay so this is the part where i was like i literally rolled my eyes so okay so again it's Asra, malik nax and case and <laughs> so Asra was like digging around this office trying to find as much information that she can about the device and so they're like okay cool the device is like in this other room and then Asra was like i'm gonna stay behind you three go find the device and i'll just like find as much information as i can while y'all are gone and i'm like oh, rule like, number one idea. do not ever don't ever split the, don't split the party do not <laughs> split no. the party don't split it so basic it's so basic i'm like y'all we were like at chapter like 800 at this point like how are we making these simple <laughs> mistakes anyway so basically i guess they were like yeah that's fine whatever so like next malik and case go to this other room to find the device to be fair they do find the device okay so they took too long because like the room that it's in like you have to like be in and out in five minutes otherwise like this alarm sound so of course they took too long and like the alarm went off and it was this whole thing and they had to like take out all these guards and it was like wild and then like oh okay malik, gonna skip that so malik was like <laughs> okay so during all this chaos malik was like look let's just go to this rocket ship and leave and then nax was like we have to go back for asra we cannot leave asra like we we can't do that it, no and i was like to be fair they've gone through a lot i get it I get it. So they're like, look, we're just going <laughs> to risk everything and just go after Osra and we'll just figure it out. And they already did that for Case back at the embassy when yep, that wasn't did, necessary. If they did it then, they have to do it now. Yeah, right. Obviously, that's going to be like a, a hypocritical. Exactly. How do you look being like, oh, we went after Case, but we didn't go after Osra? Like, yikes. So rude. Oh, God. Anyway, like, it would be so awkward the next time you see them. Anyway, so 
basically they make their way back to the office of course Asper got like captured by like these guards but they're able to like release her and like they, you know they take out all the guards whatever whatever um they like all run <laughs> yeah, outside taking out guards or these guards suck <laughs> yeah the guards are like really they really are just like bodying all the guards like it's just like not a competition i mean to be fair the guards are putting up a fight but like they have those like tranquilizers so once they like once they shoot them yeah like they fall asleep and they're like after the count don't the guards have weapons i mean uh, uh, more effective like why don't the guards have guns that like kill them like laser guns so or whatever they do but there's a lot of scenes of like nax being like a bullet narrowly missed my ear like or like someone will shoot from behind <laughs> and it narrowly misses like it always barely uh, misses um so stormtrooper aim i got it pretty much <laughs> well these guards need to be fired if they can't stop a group of 17 year olds yeah, like pretty much yeah. literally all 17 except for malik who was like i guess maybe like i don't know 19 anyway so, <laughs> so like so after a few you know grenades and you know running around and all of this other chaos they're able to they're able to make it back to the ship all all six of them or i guess all four of them who reunited with the other two and so at first like nax was like oh my god this is perfect malik and bryn y'all can like come with us and like you know solve everything and they're like oh girl we're not we're not leaving like, girl we're staying behind like we're not y'all got it like we're absolutely not about to jump into this conflict oh, you can handle this you can handle the so <laughs> they were like oh we'll just take care of everyone on valon and they're like oh you mean the same valon that won't exist in two days if they don't figure out how to fix yeah, no, it, look, we love on. to but there's like it's poker night the mandalorian just dropped no, we literally, gotta stay Malik back was and like, watch it we got plans Malik was like girl i'm actually busy like i actually ooh, my calendar's actually full i actually don't have time to save the universe but you got it you got it <laughs> got pilates in the morning it's right. Right. Whole thing. It's just so much going. I'm just so busy, you know. So anyway, <laughs> so during all of this, the, the the chaos, the running, the like finding the device, we learn a number of things. Well, mainly two things. One, so we Uh-oh. learn that the the device in question is like a sonic doomsday device. It's basically the, love it. Yeah. So the way that they explained it was that. It would essentially activate this, like, decibel level that's, like, lethal. Like, it's, like, it'll emit a frequency that, like, will just kill everyone, like, instantly. Um, I don't know what that frequency is, but do that's, their heads like, explode? What it do. How does it work? Is um, it, like, scanners? I think it makes... Or is it, like, the brown note? It's, it's like... I guess, like, the frequency makes people's, like, hearts stop. I don't know how exactly, but I don't know what the size was. Like, just, like, like, the sound would kill them. Uh, uh, oh, I'm um, so here for sure. this. Sound works. Yes. Okay, great. So, there, so, lethal, lethal dog whistles. Basically. They- um, so that. And then also they learn that, like, essentially they're going to test this device on a planet called Tauri, which is coincidentally where Asra's mother and sister are located. So earlier in the book, we learned that, you know. What a kawinky day. Right, Jace Pearson's the worst. And so Asra's mother and sister like escaped to Towery to like you know get away from him so they're gonna test these devices on Towery they're like oh my god we have to save them so wait question yes if they can test the device on Towery without affecting the other devices are they not networked then you probably have the option that is and probably all connected and also you can do them I think, I think, <laughs> I think Dan- yeah Danielle spot on that's I think that's pretty much what it is so like when they, when they okay yeah okay that makes sense <laughs> It's like, I guess they could turn it on and off. Like, I, yeah, like, it's like, I guess when they are going to turn it on later, it's going to be all of the colonies, but they're like, oh, we just need to test one. So they just isolated that one. Unclear. I have, okay, a, fa- this I have is a different question. Tenuous. <laughs> yes. Tenuous. All right, all right, move on. I have yes. another question. Why can't they just call the mom and say, hey, get off the planet? <laughs> um... I don't know. <laughs> Cell phones don't exist don't in this know. world either. <laughs> I uh, Danielle, Danielle, I got this one. It's because everyone else on the planet's going to die, Danielle, and they're heroes. Exactly. Oh, sorry. That's, that's sorry, actually what I was about to say. They were like, oh, we can't just... Yeah, yeah. 
They're like, oh, that looks ashy to just save two people. We clearly have to save the entire planet. So essentially, they take... Love it. I'm so here for this. So they take off into... <laughs> so they take off into space. And they're making their way to Towery. And it is like literally the most chaotic. Like the Tiger Squadron, there's like all these people showing up. Captain Thomas is there. Like it's like a million ships versus them. It's like it is the it is literally chaos incarnate. Do we know who Captain Thomas is? Did I miss that? <laughs> the ships that were going after them, you know, once they escaped from Ellis Academy and pretty much every time they've escaped like a planet and like ships are going after them, that was like the Tiger Squadron and Captain Thomas is the lead of that squad. Oh. And Got he was it. the one okay. who in the press conference is like, we will stop. We will stop at nothing to get these people. And so he's just like, he has stopped truly at nothing to get at them. You know, I expected a better name for him. <laughs> yeah, it's a little unoriginal, but you know, it is what it is. Like Captain Death Squad or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. I came up on the spot. What do you want from me? <laughs> so essentially, so they're getting to Towery and I honestly, y'all, I can't even, I can't even explain how they avoided death. <laughs> like literally, they, like, at one point there were like 20 ships. They were all shooting at them. Like they were literally being shot out of the sky and Nax did a thing in um, physics and science and the solar system. I don't know. It was just like, it's out. I don't know. Just like, <laughs> just like avoided death. It like, worked. It, it was truly wild. Um, but like, to be fair, the, the ship does have like shields. So I guess the shield was like good enough to like, you know, absorb most of the shock. So <laughs> it was like, so okay, I'll be, I'll be honest. It was super convenient because they were like, oh my God, like there's a device somewhere on tower. We have to destroy this device. Like, where is it? Where is it? And they were like flying around and there's this like huge device like in the edge of the city. And they're like, oh, that looks, um, that looks like the device we're looking for. Oh, no, oh my God. Wait, that has the Earth First logo. Let's just shoot at it. And they like shot at it. <laughs> what? And just logo destroyed the device. Logo on their terrorist devices? <laughs> yeah, so it was like not inconspicuous at all. It was literally so obvious. Like literally like they were like, oh, this Earth First girl. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll just shoot that down. That's fine. If it's one thing that secret societies bent on genocide are all about, it's branding. Right. Like literally if they had it branded, it, it probably would have been fine. But um, anyway. <laughs> so they're able to shoot it. But to be fair, they are a little late. Like, the device has started going off, and then maybe, like, 10 seconds later, that was when they were able to, like, destroy it. So some people still died, but Asra's <laughs> mother was fine. Her sister, it was unclear, because she had, like, gone to a friend's house, and they were like, oh, my God, do we know what happened with Farah? And they are like, ooh, we don't. And it's like, oh, yikes. So... <laughs> Yeah. They just leave. Well, whatever. We'll figure it out later. Right. So they, so they're like, we don't have time for this because basically at this point, they, so they learn in, so they learn that not to, okay, not to say that that doesn't matter. It does matter. But they learn that like essentially the, the central node for this whole like doomsday sonic device is on Ellis Station. And mind you, they had somehow like defeated most of the the ships that had come after them from the Tiger Squadron. But one had like managed to like leave. And so they're like, oh my God, if this ship gets to Ellis Station, they're going to like set off the device immediately and we're screwed. So they're like, we have to beat the ship back to the Academy and we have to like stop this device at all cost. So the stakes are high. <laughs> so they like, they're like flying their way back to Ellis Station Academy. They're like, we have got to, you know, get to the Academy first. So they get there. They're able to, like, blow up this, like, tunnel in this building. And, like, Nax was able to, like, get the whole, like, the entire rocket ship into this one tunnel to, like, find their way into the Academy. It was a lot. But basically, they're able to, like, you know, make their way in. (laughs) 
they get out of the ship and like you know between the five of them they have this whole heartfelt exchange they're like y'all it's been real we've been through a lot but this is the final step we got this we can do this and they're like okay we got it and also at this point like this alarm goes off that's like oh device going off in three minutes like three minutes (laughs) so that's convenient so they have three minutes like it literally felt like (laughs) like a little i I have so many questions (laughs) about the secret organization and like their procedures for branding their merchandise and putting convenient countdown timers for their nefarious plans on like public broadcast they are not very secret it literally made me think of like i don't know why like a presidential debate like it was like will all the colonies be destroyed you have two minutes like that was literally the energy you have two minutes so mind you again hella convenient but case again is like a genius and so she like knows everything she figured out where the central device is based on the tablet they didn't really go into detail about how but she did so they knew where to go <laughs> so they had two minutes but they were like okay we know generally where we need to go so they're like they're running they're running of course they encounter guards but the guards are like you know they take them down it is what it is and they get into the room <laughs> where the device is located and mind you at this point they literally have like 10 seconds on the clock they're like oh my god 10 9 8 oh of my course. god what's gonna happen so they're like all five of them scrambling just tossing like stuff around like they're trying to figure it all out and Nax looks off into the corner he's like oh this really shiny device that has an earth first logo that seems like what we're looking at <laughs> no, stop putting a logo on things so basically he's like oh my god we have so of course so i don't know why dax did this but he he's good at flying but like deconstructing like massive weapons like not really in his wheelhouse so he's trying to like deconstruct the item and like you know cut wires and stuff and then everyone's like girl we don't have time for this so so mind you z throughout this entire book z again is like the doctor she's like lit she throughout this entire book her thing is like she just like kicks people really hard like she just kicks guards and like just like she just like her leg power is like like none other so she literally pushes Nax out of the wait, way. Wait. How do we not know about these yeah. amazing legs? Oh yeah, bearing the lead, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that's like her whole thing. Like she just like kicks, like just kicks the mess out of people. <laughs> She's Dr. Kicks. So basically Z is like, Nax, get out of the way. And she like, just like, I guess just gives that device like three good kicks and it just, <laughs> it is destroyed. Like it literally, like the countdown was at like four <laughs> seconds and then it just stopped. And they're like, oh, okay. it all just took, it just took a swift kick. That was, that was it. Oh, like their ship. I have a theory that this device was so poorly constructed that it wasn't going to work anyway <laughs> if three kicks can just kick to pieces. So they were just superfluous no but see z is like super powerful so like you know the force yeah. of the kicks i don't know <laughs> Jeez, the force Sam, of her come kicks on. justice pretty much <laughs> okay sorry I, I, I didn't doubt her i'm sorry so yes so now they're like okay so the device has been destroyed this is great however we need to make sure that like everyone knows what's going on we need to like you know get in touch with like a communication server and basically just get the word out on what's going on so again case knows everything so she's like oh the communications room like we just we it's like over here we just need to go over here so like run over to the room and of course there's like mad guards and the guards like at one point like throw a grenade in the room like it's like wild like they're literally like on the brink of death but somehow avoiding like major injuries like it's like actually like they make like at one point like the communications room i guess doubles as like an infirmary so they make this like bed fortress wait okay 
<laughs> they make this like bed fortress so like the guards like try to rush inside and they're like oh no the fortress and I'm like wait you mean this fortress that's like a mattress like what are you what anyway so, so wait so the guards here the, uh, yes. I just want to take one moment here to appreciate the guards in this book who yes. can't fight off teenagers right. can get mad kicked to death because apparently right. a teenager's power kicks are better than their body armor yes. and they're their tactics are, oh, we're being invaded by these super powerful teenagers. Let's make a blanket fort to fight them <laughs> off. Yeah, so so the teenagers were the ones who made the, the blanket fortress. Yeah, and then they, the guards oh, were they like, were none the wiser. <laughs> they were befuddled. They were like, oh, we did not see this fortress coming. Oh, no. And I'm like, wait, but the <laughs> so guards are defeated by a blanket fort. They're defeated fort. by a, basically like a blanket fort. way worse. <laughs> yes. So um, these guards, I don't know where they found these guards. I don't know where they found these guards, but they clearly are conveniently horrible at their jobs so mind you the fortress is coming down and quickly because it's a mattress so nax is like (laughs) okay we need to figure this and like osper's trying to like connect to the communication servers but it's like she's like i need more time and everyone's like oh my god so like everyone's like panicking and so again bad convenient but here we are there's like (laughs) there's like a (laughs) there's like a tank of like laughing gas like in the corner like i don't know why Wait, no yes. they had nitrous in there yes. so they have laughing gas in the room in the communications in the communication slash, slash infirmary room there's okay. a sam there were goats in space and you're concerned about the nitrous <laughs> Right. So they're in, so they have the laughing gas. And so Nax is able to like unhinge the canister and like unleashes it among the guards. And they like, I guess, become super delirious and like fall all over this house, you know, so they're no longer a threat. Then, how do the teenagers, do they all have like gas masks on? How are they not affected by it? So, it bears mentioning, they were all wearing like spacesuits. And so they were like, oh, put your oxygen on. So they like turned their oxygen on. So, like, I guess they weren't affected by it. And so then there was like a ventilator like really close by that like basically connected to all the vents like in the academy. So, like, they put the same canister like in the vent. So it would like permeate throughout the the entire you know the vending system and so essentially all of the people who were like major threats like just are like laughing delirious they're like dancing and like it's just like a mess <laughs> and like at this point oscar's able to get in touch with earth and it's like look at this we saved the world you're welcome and they're like oh my god <laughs> you're right and so they saved easy. the day the battle is won they averted doomsday you know things are better so there's a brief time jump where a few things happen essentially the group is given some reward money. They're like, the the state apologizes okay. to them and it's like, I'm we're so sorry. And they're also given the chance to re-enroll into the academy. Granted, I don't know why you would want to go back to this horrible academy, no, but no, thank yeah, you. Why? Yeah, the academy's the worst. <laughs> Basically, so the ship that they stole and I guess now like belongs to them, whatever, they are now using it to like, I guess, do like I don't know if they're doing like deliveries or doing other sort of like <laughs> mission type things it's a, it was a little mates in space it was a little unclear but basically they're now this like space like you know team and malik and bryn like join their forces so now it's like all seven of them so you know oscar nags all of them xyz we find out that oscar's sister is indeed alive so though she was on oh, tower yeah. she is alive so she's fine no thanks to them <laughs> <laughs> then we find out that so nax's parents like send him like a i guess like a video recording thing from earth and it's like this really heartfelt conversation where like because i guess next just feels really insecure about his relationship with like pretty much his entire family and his family's like look like we're very proud of you like you know things happened in the past that were not ideal but like you've done so like well and like you literally saved the world like girl like you're everything like we love you like what (laughs) so 
was super like heartfelt. Also, Ryan and Nax pretty much become canon. Like they like have Yay. this whole scene where they like basically get together and just like this whole thing. And essentially, they decide you know they have this final meeting in the mess room where they're like, okay, so what are we gonna do moving forward? Because you know the academy offered us chances to re-enroll. What are we gonna do? Pretty much all of them were uninterested except for Case. But even Case was like, oh wait, actually, I'm gonna defer for a year so we can like do our space thing for like a year and like just like gap year. Yeah, 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 right, space. Exactly. Just, like, continue to do our like you know gap year thing and also case is like like mad young so like a gap year is like whatever so yeah so the book basically ends with them being like you know we are the swift kick we're the disasters we're here we're gonna like do the things and yeah continue to save the universe when when it's needed and i guess do some diplomacy work between i don't know i guess these different colonies it's, it's a little unclear but anyway so yeah because yeah, so they got diplomacy experience from all that i mean ryan i guess kind of does but yes so that's the book that's how it ends oh my gosh they say that day, and it's super cute there's like love wins that in the end and wild. it's very wild um so i love that yeah so that was the book sorry that was like mad long but there was like so much happening i was like we need to go into detail because there's no, a lot no. that book was jam-packed with nonsense yes. and we really had to delve into it i want to so read that book happened. so badly <laughs> It's it's like oh the most gosh. fun. I like glossed over some of the like, you know, character dynamics and stuff like that. But yeah, it is like a hoot. Like they're actually like just wilding for the entire book. It's like actually it's wild. So that was that. It was super cute and love wins in the end. So do y'all have any like questions? Like was there anything that like didn't make yes. sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <So> many. <laughs> okay. Any questions? <laughs> Yes. All right. I, I have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I think we covered most of them already, okay. and they are unanswerable, which are mostly about things like what. <laughs> but my biggest question is: got to be the Earth first. Do we learn anything about the organizational structure? Because they clearly have some incompetence from you know the top down. If they are branding <laughs> their nefarious evil plans, left and right. Yeah. Right. Also, if. Like three swift kicks can defeat your entire <laughs> interplanetary. No, but Z's like device. hella strong. Like she's so strong. Like she's so I, strong. I got that. <laughs> I love that Marcy is like validating it, but she's strong. Okay, right. Sam, he's like, she's no, 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 strong. No, no. Like Z's like really strong. <laughs> she's just really okay. strong. Okay, so her, so her kicks are so strong they penetrate space time and can radiate really out to all the colonies and defeat all the devices. Got it. Pretty makes much. sense to me. Yeah. So that's basically my biggest question is Earth first. What the heck are you doing, guys? Get some better consultants on there. <laughs> Frankly, for whatever. Just okay, figure your stuff out. I was a little disappointed with Earth first because I feel like, okay, I understand, you know, demonstrations that like shake the table and make people pay attention and things like that. Mass murder, as we've discussed, not the way of doing it, not the way of going about it. But I feel like their premise was one that was really interesting. And I do kind of wish the book did go into a bit more detail because I'm like, y'all's premise makes sense. It's just how you did it was uh, was a kind of a mess. Slash, I don't know why, yeah, branding was so important. Like literally on Towery, it like, they actually said it. They were like, if the device had gone on for much longer, everyone, like everyone would have would have died, including the, the crew. The ships that were like trying to stop them, like all of them were leaving they were like oh girl we gotta go like this planet is about to be like done so like had they not branded the device in that way or like at the very least if it had not been like so public like they probably would have gotten away with it but you know 
these meddling kids. So, you know, it is what it is. They were the Scooby gang from the beginning. Pretty much. Their, their organizational structure, they didn't really go into much detail. All they pretty much said was that, like, Jace Pearson and, like, the headmaster, or I guess the previous one from the Ellis Academy, like, they were involved. But, like, also, yeah, that was the other thing, too. So the two of them actually escaped. So the headmaster and Jace Pearson, or, like, was it Captain Thomas? Or all three? I think all of them escaped <laughs> in the end. Um, so they're, like, still, You'll like, at find large. Out in the sequel. <laughs> right. Earth first, again. So I think that now, like, their whole thing is, like, oh, we're going to find them and, like, bring them to justice. So, Danielle, do you have any questions? <laughs> Danielle, yeah, seriously. Uh, no. No. I mean, a lot of questions, but I don't, I don't think we have <laughs> any questions answers. that can't be answered. Yeah, the branding was really the, the high point for me. And the goats. I really enjoyed the goats. Oh, the goats. We love the goats. The goats were so good. I wanted more goats. I wish they had come back in the finale and the climax there somehow. Yeah, honestly, it would have been so great if, like, yeah, just everyone came together. Like, the goats, the 10-year-old boy. Like, just everyone who had ever been involved, like, just <laughs> yeah, came together and, I like, brought... <laughs> just, like, brought peace. Uh, that would be everything. But, you know, in the next right. book, so... Yeah. Well, that was so fantastic, Marcy. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing that book with <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, that was amazing. If of our course. listeners want more of this, and I can't see why they wouldn't <laughs> want more of this, where can they find you? So there are a few different channels. So the show is called Color Pages Book Club. We're available pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. We have a few different social media channels. So we're on Twitter at The Colored Pages, and everything else is These Colored Pages. So our Instagram is at These Colored Pages. Our our website is thesecolorpages.com. Our email is thesecolorpages at gmail.com. And yeah, so if y'all want to get in touch or anything like that, send us a message, ask some questions, because clearly, I mean, there's a lot of questions. Feel free to reach out to us on any of those channels. And yeah, and we post our show every other Thursday. So yeah, if you want to hear more about just various books and you want to meet Akko and kind of get a feel for our show, definitely check us out. Because yeah, we're just we're just chilling and very, very silly. So yeah, no, yeah. definitely do that. Yeah, definitely. Go check them out. They're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and if you have any answers for us on our new numerous questions please write in or tweet at us because we just need to have some closure here if you are a branding expert for the earth first yes. contingent we'd love to talk to you please so you can find us at bookretorts.com or you can find us on twitter facebook instagram at bookretorts and we really hope to hear from you soon and until next time thank you marcy but everyone of course bye, bye. take care everybody bye y'all Basically, um, let me, sorry, let me remind now. Okay. Okay. I'm keeping all of that. Yes. Yeah, I was <laughs> so, like, you should totally keep that in. <laughs> <laughs>